Chuck and Julie, bringing you the truth straight up. I'm Julie Hagan. I'm working at- an Emmy-winning former investigative reporter, a highly successful trial attorney, and publisher of a major Denver area newspaper. They've been partners as talk show hosts and in marriage as parents for over 10 years, providing thought-provoking information, opinion, and entertainment live, local, and interactive. Everyone's voice is always welcome on the Chuck and Julie Show. Welcome, everyone. Chuck Bonniewell, Julie Hayden, the Chuck and Julie Grassroots Show. Two straight up, brought to you by... Brought to you by Mountain West Wellness Advanced Acupuncture and Chinese Medicine and HappyTrees.co. Um, momentarily, as soon as we get in, we're going to have Robert Spencer coming on from Jihad Watch. We um, told you a little bit um, on Monday. So there was this city in Michigan um, where they've been so proud of themselves for being so woke. They elected a totally um, Muslim city council who then promptly banned all pride flags from all public property. And they're like, they can't believe it. We're going to have Judd Dunning come on. He's a commentator, newsman guy talking about the Hunter Biden uh, uh, plea deal. And I think we can talk to him probably a little bit, too, about Durham, um, which is I'm glad Durham testified before Congress. But, you know, he didn't answer, nor was he really asked very many of the hard questions like, you know, why didn't you interview Comey, McCabe, things like that? Um, well, at, least he was, at least he was comatose. I, mean, I watched a little bit of it. I mean, it wasn't the Mueller one where the oh. guy just couldn't. Could, what, couldn't what, answer what, a question. Oh, and we have Robert Spencer. Robert yay. Spencer with, with Jihad Watch, um, who also had some great columns on about the Hunter Biden thing, but wanted to talk to you, um, Robert. And thank you, first of all, for coming on. I appreciate your time. Thank you. Sorry I'm late. No worry. No, you're like 30 seconds late, so that's okay. <laughs> that's not late in our world. No, that's not late in our world, and particularly in Chuck's world. That's in my not... world, you're early. <laughs> so this, and I'm not sure how you say the name, Ham, Hamstraps, Michigan. It's a city near Detroit. Um, huh? Hamtramck. I thought it was weird, too, but somebody. What? Oh, you froze there. I don't know. Robert, if maybe you want to join and reconnect. Thomas, do you know why he froze? They've got him. They um, got him. Okay. Hey, Robert, if you can hear us, maybe uh, there you go. Try it. Try again. Um, Hamtramck. Okay. Yeah. It's kind of an odd sounding, odd sounding. Oh, there you are. Okay. So, but anyway, so these wokesters pat themselves on the back because they're so virtuous signaling. They elected a totally Muslim majority, not even majority, entire city council. And then they were stunned when the city council voted to ban all pride flags. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It was actually following the things. So I wanted to ask you, should, should anyone in Hamtramck's or however you say their name be shocked that a Muslim city council Council is banning pride flags on public property. They shouldn't be shocked, but I'm sure they are. Yeah. Because the leftist Islamic Alliance has been in place since 9-11. The leftists no doubt thought that this was just another uh, population of brown people who believed in all their nonsense and would go along with all of it, even if they didn't believe it. They were completely blindsided by the fact that the 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 Muslim community in Hamtramck, and also it's happening elsewhere, has drawn a line and said this pride madness is is too far, and we're not going going to go along. And now the alliance is breaking down. They had no idea that this would ever happen, but they should have because in the first place, there's never been any indication from the Muslims in Hamtramck or anywhere else in the United States that they are. Uh, discarding all the elements of Islam that don't fit with 
leftist secular yeah. <laughs> worldview of today. There's never been any indication of that. And all throughout history, they have never compromised with non-Muslim societies. And you have this throughout history that non-Muslims have allied with them. And then they find out that the Muslims are just working to get their agenda and they'll go with the alliance as long as that is useful for them and then end it. Right. And we well, and, yeah. and when you talk about, I mean, can you explain too, because you've done before, because as Americans, we like to think, well, we're changing our view quickly when it comes to the left, but you know, everything's puppy dogs and kittens and unicorns and things like that. Right. And, and, you know, and when people say like Joe Biden can be Catholic and approve of abortion, you know, that, that, that religious things are just, you know, they're kind of guidelines that you use when you want to, and you abandon. As long as they're convenient. As long uh, as they're convenient. Islamic, they, they tend to, if you violate them, they tend to throw you off the top of buildings, which is a different approach. <laughs> That's exactly it. You've really hit the nail on the head. The Hamtramck leftists were assuming that they were dealing with Muslim, Joe Biden-like Muslims who didn't really <laughs> take their religion seriously and especially would not sacrifice their alliance with them for the sake of their religious principles. They should have learned the lesson of, say, the Tuda party, the communist party in Iran that hated the Shah and Ayatollah Khomeini hated the Shah. So the Tuda party helped Khomeini overthrow the Shah and then Khomeini put them all in prison. (laughs) They thought that they were going to get part roles in the government and be part of the ruling coalition. But Khomeini, as far as he was concerned, thought they were useful as far as they went to help him get rid of the Shah. And that was it. And so the the, the thing about Amtramic is, is that they don't understand that there are no Joe Biden Muslims or very few that when you're when it comes to Islam, the literalist orthodoxy is overwhelmingly the majority of the believers and the people who say that they are Muslims, but don't really take it seriously, are much smaller number than the people like that who are Catholics or whatever. Right. Well, I mean, they wouldn't really be Muslims then. And then kind of explain their approach to things. And you said they don't compromise. I mean, am I right in, they want to, and they're not kidding, take over the world. I mean, that's sort of their well, that's, goal. And that's they have, the whole point. I mean, that's the point, right? And if you if you have to start in a little town in Michigan, they're cool with that, you know, or someplace in England or Belgium or wherever, right? They're, they're okay with that. We did, but they've got in you know eternity i think i mean so why don't you and and again and they don't they don't say well you know it's because target is selling tuck-in swimming suits now all of a sudden i guess we should abandon that whole part of our our religious beliefs so can you explain a little bit what they believe yeah the quran says fight them that is the non-muslims until there is no more persecution and religion is all for allah now it's the second part of that that is most important because if they're going to fight us till religion is all for Allah, that means they're going to be picking some fights with people and starting wars with people that have no problem with them and never did anything but be non-Muslim until religion is all for Allah. This is an imperative from God in the Quran. And so it's not negotiable and it's not subject to compromise or nego- or some other explaining away. You got to fight until religion is all for Allah. Now, the people in Hamtramck no doubt assumed that no Muslims take that seriously nowadays. That's old stuff, just like there's a lot of things in the Bible that nobody takes seriously nowadays. But the Quran is very different in this in its role in Islam. 
from the role of the Bible in Christianity, and there's no way that they could logically assume that there were no Muslims who thought this. And so, yeah, they are happy to get the leftists' help to take over the city council, and then there'll be some who will try to take over the state and take over the country. Whether they will succeed or not is another matter, but that they will try, you'd have to be naive to assume that they're going to throw away their religion and leave it at the door when they come to the, this country. There have been uh, efforts to conquer every nation where Muslims have been. Why is the United States going to be different? Yeah. Well, and what about, too, I mean, talk a little bit about what's going on in, in Europe. And I mean, and this well, is, let me this ask is you what... one thing. Does, oh. the Islamic teachings, what are they on, on our wonderful gay community? Muhammad said that anybody who commits the sin of Lot, you remember Lot from the oh, Old yeah. Testament, and he was in Sodom and Gomorrah, so mm-hmm. that's homosexuality, to kill the people, kill everybody involved, he essentially says. So th- this is why they throw people off buildings. This is why they uh, have, hang them from cranes in Iran. They find all kinds of ways this business about throwing them off buildings and hanging from cranes actually is based on a statement of Muhammad that you throw them off a high place for mm. whatever reason. But he said that, so it's done. And, <laughs> well, that's easy enough. Uh, we well, got it's, it seems like you're banning the flying of the pride flag. And they, they were smart, the, the Muslim city council. They said, well, there'd be other religions, too. We don't want, I mean, they were clever in how they did it. Um, um, and the left is like, well, but what we want to ban all those other things. It's the gay pride flags we want. And, and like I said, talk a little bit about what's going on in Europe, because I think there've been similar situations in Europe where they have, you know, they come in and, and again, it's, they can do what they want to do. It's just this, this, I don't know what idiotic assumption on the part of woke Westerners that everyone's going to be woke like them. And then they're stunned when they're, when they're not. And, and in the meantime, I think, am I right in terms of, so the average European is having like 0.5 children and the Muslim community are having like four children, right? Mm-hmm. Or something it's like that. More than that. And the Europe is going to be have Muslim majorities before the end of the century. If demographic trends continue now, of course, some, major change could happen so that that doesn't come to pass. But that if you keep everything the way it is now, you're going to have Muslim majorities in France, Germany, Britain, and elsewhere within a few decades. And that's going to mean that there are going to be calls for Islamic states. There are already all over France areas, and actually France, Germany, Sweden, Britain, there are areas that are majority Muslim, where even the police and the firefighters and ambulances don't go in because right. they know that they'll be attacked if they go in. Islamic law is enforced in these areas. The law of the land is ignored. And the authorities don't dare go in there because they don't want to touch off some large-scale civil war. What so, about... Are if, you if, telling me there are no gay bars in those, in those areas? Very <laughs> <laughs> one. well and what is let me ask you this because we've watched people like george soros fund organizations and they kind of insinuate themselves slowly and all of us in the next thing you know you've got you know george soros based district attorneys and police chiefs and and things like that and and i was like you wake up and you're like what the heck is going on is it organized i mean i know it's a tenant of their religion um or the, the basis of their religion but is this sort of slow movement 
do they have to organize it or again is it just so much a part of their faith that that this is what they're they're doing to a bunch of idiotic west woke westerners well yeah it's it's very much a part of their faith islam must dominate and not be dominated that's the expression of hassan albana the founder of the muslim brotherhood one of the most influential modern day muslims he was in the early 20th century and the idea that islam must dominate and not be dominated is applied by some Muslims everywhere they go. And so they're happy to ally with these idiots in, in, in leftists in Michigan, but they'll throw them aside when they are no longer serving the purpose of establishing the dominance of the Islamic community. The pitfall here, actually, I have to say, is that a lot of patriots are looking at what's happening and they say, well, we don't like this gay pride business either. And it's become much more aggressive and much more evil, more openly evil with the, 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 the mutilation of children and everything else like that. And so they say, bravo, hooray, hooray for these Muslims, hooray for Hamtramck. And I certainly understand that. But they would be just as naive, and many of them are being just as naive right now in thinking, okay, now we can ally with these <laughs> moral and patriotic Muslims and can work together to save America. It ain't going to work that way. These guys will, they'll, they'll be happy to ally with us, yes, but only in so far as we are useful. And then we also will be cast aside in the quest for establishing the complete dominance of Islam. Now, is well, it yes, me? I ask you a question that, you know, we haven't prepped you for it or told you we're going to ask you, but I'm dying to respect your views so much. What do you think is going on the Ukraine counteroffensive? Is that just is as that, an aside, Chuck? <laughs> I know that was a side, but, but I'm dying to know because, uh, as far as I can understand, it, it, the counteroffensive is doing not so well. But that's you know that I hear that from Colonel McGregor and Scott Ritter and some everything else. But but and I can't believe that they aren't undergoing horrific losses. But if you read the mainstream media, it's just just doing pretty darn well. Well, I'll tell you, there's several things about it. One is, and this has not been reported, but I have it from Russian sources that Putin is holding back because he feel he looks upon the Ukrainians as wayward brethren. You know, they were part of the Soviet Union. Ukraine was part of Russia for centuries. There's never been an independent Ukraine until 1991. And so he doesn't really want to have a real bloodbath and kill a lot of Ukrainians. He wants to do this as gently as possible. But of course, the Ukrainians don't feel that way. He's not been able to make the headway that he wants because he's fighting in a certain sense with one hand tied behind his back because he doesn't want to be the butcher of Ukrainians. Now, that's one thing. The other thing is, is that the Ukrainians have gotten an awful lot of money from us to fight this war. And so, of course, their offensive ought to go well because... They ought to have the state-of-the-art weaponry and everybody well-equipped and everybody already courtesy the American taxpayers. But, of course, we don't know how much of that money is just being laundered back yeah. into the pockets of the Democrat politicians who have been fostering all this. So there are a number of considerations here. Also, interestingly enough, tying it back to Islam, uh, Putin's got Chechnyan yeah. fighting for him, jihadis fighting mm-hmm. against Ukrainians. And so he recently, there's been a controversy over burning the Quran in Denmark and Sweden. Some people who protest against what's in the Quran have been burning it. And the Swedes and the Danes are all upset because 
Turkey is saying that Sweden can't enter NATO mm. if it keeps allowing this. But it, but Sweden's high court has said you have to allow for the freedom of expression. Anyway, Putin just said if anybody burns the Quran in Russia, and somebody actually has, then they'll be sent to serve their sentence in the Muslim areas, which is essentially <laughs> that, that Islamic support to fight in Ukraine. Well, it sounds like, yeah, he knows how to handle. Well, kind of tying it back. I mean, where do you, and, you know, on one end, we talk a lot on this show, we worry about, you know, the globalists, the World Economic Forum. But it seems to me that what we're seeing in this town, Hamtramck in Michigan, where they elect the Muslim City Council, who then promptly bans the pride flags. It seems to me that we are, are not paying enough attention to this other uh, threat, really. I mean, and not only are we not paying attention, we're inviting it in and we're praising it up right up until the time it, it turns on us. I mean, is that is that fair to say or is a percentage so small that we don't have to worry about it for at least seven years or so? <laughs> well, probably, uh, yeah, probably seven years, probably longer. But we are going to experience exactly what we see in Pakistan, what we see in uh, uh, Afghanistan, all these places, because there has never been a place where there has been a significant number of Muslims and non-Muslims living together where some of the Muslims didn't try to dominate and establish an Islamic state. And that meant violence against the non-Muslims. Why, like I said before, why does the United States think we're going to be different in this situation? Different. They don't have a different Quran here. They don't have a different Islam here. It's all the same, and it's all going to work out the same. We only haven't seen it so far because we don't have a very large percentage of Muslims in the country at this point. Well, and as you said, you know, you just go to France, and it's a completely different story there. They have, I think, we've talked about the no-go zones. Well, and I remember oh, the, the Islamists in general have an opinion on Biden. Do they care one way or the other? Or... They don't have a good opinion of any of the uh, American leaders you know they used to hate obama because he did the drone strikes and they hated trump because he stood up to iran and uh hating how you hating biden might be a little overstated because he did give them all that weaponry in afghanistan and so on (laughs) (laughs) that was nice of him (laughs) they'll take him out if they can well, you know, one thing to, to I, and again, I think just the, and because we've talked about this with you before, but the naivety and the, the arrogant naivety of Americans regarding this. I remember many years ago, I was covering, there was something and um, some conflict, and they sent myself and a female photographer, the TV station did to an Islamic mosque, right? The, it was at the the one there used to be, I don't know if it's still there on Parker Road. and. There. Okay. And so we show up and of course they're like, well, you can't come in, you know? And I'm like, well, I want to talk to somebody they're like, well, I'm going to talk to you. And we're like, why? And they're like, well, you're women. They're like, you can sit over here. And, and again, I mean, I was, I felt like, duh, you, you know what I mean? As soon as they said, I'm like, oh, it's like, they're not kidding. That's not like some weird myth. And the station was like, well, just tell them you, that you need to talk to them. I'm like, no, you don't get it. <laughs> they're, they're not, we can't go in. It's not like I can get in to talk to somebody. They're like, you are women and you guys stay out there. <laughs> and thank you goodbye and that was kind and they could care less right they could care less that they weren't going to be on channel seven news you know (laughs) yeah the station was thinking oh they're going to want the media attention and they're just somebody else that they have some rule they'll bend the rule because they got to have the media and they don't care like you say they don't care about that and that anybody who told them that they have a view of women that is very dim and Muhammad, the prophet of Islam, said women are deficient in their intelligence and their morality. And so uh, they don't have the rights that men do. You know, I've been saying that for 
20, 30 years and, and I've been called racist and bigoted and Islamophobic for saying it, probably by the same people that sent you to the mosque. And right. yet the mosque <laughs> acts exactly the way that I could have told them that they would, then they don't understand that at all. And they're not prepared for it. They, no. they were expecting Joe Biden Muslims. Right. Well, and there was, I think, was it in the same city or maybe someplace else, another similar city where they had, again, a, a Muslim majority. And they had some people are outraged because they um, passed a law that made it OK to do animal sacrifices in the backyard. Now, I think they must have called them sacrifices to put it under a religious thing. But again, I remember years ago in, in Aurora having the na- people call me saying their neighbors, they got goats. Right. And they're like, oh, cute little goats, you know, and then then they watch or they slaughter the goats and ate them you know and they <laughs> called the an- as well that passed the animal sacrifice and so that indicates yet again what we were talking about before that they're just going to implement what islam teaches and see what you're talking about is the feast of Eid al-adha which is one of the two great feasts in the islamic calendar and it celebrates when abraham almost sacrificed his son not isaac mm-hmm. in islam but ishmael and was stopped by allah and so instead they sacrifice a goat or some other animal and they'll do it at their house if they can right. they, they just do it wherever. And so uh, the, the Hamtramck city council, the all Muslim Hamtramck city council approved an ordinance allowing you to be able to do this at home. So there's no inconvenience with PETA or, uh, <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> well, and again, it's just the, the idiocy. Um, and uh, I, again, I, I think you just, that's fine. Elect an all Muslim city council if you want, but, but, as, but to assume and to be so arrogant that they are just going to be woke like you, you know, is, is just, it's just ridiculous. And I, th- I think that we're going to see more of that, particularly in certain areas of the country, um, you know, in Minnesota, where they have a growing Muslim population. And again, that's great. Nothing against that, but we should be, it goes back to the argument. We we should be aware of who's coming into our country and what they want to do when they're here. Um, and why, why, why do you have to preface that by saying that's great? <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I'm not what sure I mean why is, you need I to. I meant that people have the right saying, to. That's great, and we should just be aware. What I mean is, is people. Well, I guess as people can run for city council if they want, if they're here legally and they I want know, to run for city council, and they can to America. So it's just it's our natural. Reaction to Kelly, you know, sure, it's great they're moving here, but you know, and then you go, well, maybe it's not great. <laughs> maybe it's not. Well, great. where do you see oh. Trump tried to uh, limit immigration from, I believe it was eight Muslim countries, and right. it was a terrible racist thing. And he wasn't even doing it on the basis of Islamic teaching. That's not even possible in American right. politics today. He was only limiting immigration from countries that would not or could not give us adequate information about the people trying to come in. Whereas what he really should have done and what any courageous president would do would be to say Islam teaches things that are incompatible with American secular society with non-establishment of religion. And so while not all Muslims are going to be following those teachings, it's extremely unwise to just bring over large numbers willy-nilly and expect them to discard half of their religion because it doesn't fit in with American constitutional principles. Right, right. Let me ask you, before we let you go, again, we're asking you off-topic questions, but I just wanted to get your take. Um, Durham was testifying before Congress, and one of the things we, you know, everybody had the list of questions that should be asked that weren't asked. I mean, just your take 
uh, on and all of that. Well, you know, he said it. It was nice to see him uh, frying Adam Schiff. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> uh, he's he, he he has been wonderful in exposing all this. So now we know that the whole of the Justice Department was weaponized against political opposition just because it was political opposition in a fundamentally anti-American move, a fundamentally dangerous move that is what totalitarian regimes and authoritarian regimes do and not what's supposed to happen here. But the problem is that nobody's going to have any accountability. Right. And it took him all these years until the statute of limitations ran out. Like maybe he he had some agreement that he would speak honestly about what happened as long as nobody suffered any consequences. I don't know. Uh, but it's a shame, you know, okay, now we know, but now what? Yeah, There's exactly. No recourse. That's right. That's right. Well, it is, it is extraordinary. And uh, I know that on the conservative treehouse, we talk about silos. And so, you know, he, he was put in a silo. No, you don't talk to Obama. No, you don't talk to James Comey. No, you don't. No, you are not, not to talk about the Mueller investigation. No, no talking about that one, because if what you're saying is true, the Miller investigation was just a fraud. But no, not not a, a thing about it. So it's 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 amazing how by the silo effect, you just make sure, you know, Barr made sure that he had a very limited scope, and he himself was more than happy to stay within that very limited scope. Yeah. All right. Well, Robert, listen, we will let you go. Thank you as Thanks always so much. for always your time on this. You on. Pleasure. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye bye. Robert Spencer there at Jihad Watch. He's got great columns up all the time. He's on um, all over the place, actually. I think just 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 Google him, just search him up. Let me read before we get Dunning on because he's going to talk about some of this stuff. Um, we had we had had a ton of comments. Um, here's from. Okay, this is just going back a few from Jacob. Ukraine got money from the U.S. as an extortion on Biden so that Zelensky won't tell the world the real story of Burisma. Yeah, I think in a bunch of other reasons, too. From Charlene, the new world order religion will make sure both men and women are subservient to the state. Ah, the best way to align with Muslims is to fight the new world order state religion. Um, and then she says, yes, Jacob, a lot of money trickling every day to Ukraine. Now even warlords extorting money from the U.S. Hey, and we found, I think, thank God, Chuck, we found another, what, $6.2 billion or something that we could send yeah, to another, Ukraine? One of those accounting errors. The, yeah, the Biden, I love those accounting errors. administration loves so much. Oh. Accounting yeah. error. Now, if you and I make an accounting error, 87,000 IRS agents come to our house. But um, Sandra says, well, I've seen. Well, not if you're a Biden. You don't screw with the Bidens. That's true. Um, Sandra said, I've seen Islamic religion and its beliefs firsthand while at a restaurant. The man sat on his throne while his wife, wearing a burqa, ordered and picked up the food and took care of two crying little ones. I will not support that BS. Well, you know, and it's support or not support, I think, I, again, and I, Sanders agreeing it's not great. You're, mis, you're misinterpreting, you're, mis, you're providing misinformation about what I meant by it's not great. I just meant people can vote for who they want to vote for, but you got to be aware of the consequences. Um, maybe they will help conservative America, the quiet evangelicals and liberal Christians, they can't be counted on to save America. Um, and then Dr. Don, accounting era in Hunter's account. Um, that's all there. Well, yeah, well, and we can go into Judd Dunning on that. And actually, Thomas, if you want to go ahead, give him a call. It's a couple of minutes early, but he should be ready. Um, yeah, I just think, you know, Robert Spencer is so good. And he's brave yeah, so to talk good. out about that, right? I mean, he gets, if you follow him on Twitter, he's at Jihad Watch. And he tracks 
some of the terrorist and jihad stuff, maybe ter- jihad stuff going on around the world. And you, you look at that and you realize it is a very different culture. And we are idiots. Um, and I think they're playing for us is idiots. If we just think, oh, they're going to come here and they're going to support all of this, this wokeness, right? And they're not going to, because in America, people are used to no one sticking to their principles or not even really having any, you know, <laughs> That's it's like- true. That is really true. We're used to that. I mean, what do you mean here? You've got some beliefs you believe in. That's not allowed here in America. That's right. I mean, you know, we don't have beliefs. We don't have, you know, are you not following the science or something like that, right? It's like, you know, we're not used to people who actually, you know, have strong beliefs and are willing to act on their beliefs. Because the Muslims, I mean, they, when you read the news stories on this Amtramic place, um, they say the right things, right? They're like, oh, no, we're just doing this so we don't have other religions fly their flags. Or we don't have other flags that we don't like, which is totally not true. But the people are like, but don't you get that everything else can be banned, just not the pride flags? And they're like, not buying it, not buying it. So, um, you know, when we get here, oh, oh, he's grabbing Jed now. Real quick, um, and we'll talk about this maybe more on Friday. Um, Dave Williams and the Colorado Republican Party's executive committee showed a spine for which, of course, he's being attacked now. You want to real briefly, before we get Jed, explain explain um, what you guys did, the, the resolution that you did condemning, reprimanding, and rebuking a bunch of rhinos? Well, you know, we've had for I don't know how many years, as Democrats get to have um, some uh, Republicans, no matter how outrageous, how awful the Democratic ones are, to sign on claiming some other, you know, one, but to, just to prove that they're they're so wonderfully woke and and you're you're is somebody coming on? Yeah, Jed is on. So hold that okay. on. That was a tease, okay. guys. Sorry about that. Sorry about that. Hey, we have Jed Dunning on with us now. He's a commentator, a broadcaster, he's with Newsmax, author of 13 and a Half Reasons Why Not to Be a Liberal, and had an interesting little kind of column, a short column up about the whole Hunter Biden thing and to say, now it's time to impeach Joe. So Jed, hey, thank you for your time again. Welcome to the Chuck and Julie show. What? No, he's not there. All right, now back to the... <laughs> Let's see if we get him. <laughs> back to the... Oh, wait. Oh, wait. Oh, this is operator error, not my operator error. Give me one moment. Okay, you've got a moment. Explain it quickly then. No, I don't have 30 <laughs> seconds to sum it all up. But all right, well, all right. But, but, you know, we'll go into the Hunter Biden um, travesty. I mean, Okay, all right, we have him now. All Jed, right, Jed. there you go. I'm glad I didn't have to interrupt my other phone. <laughs> Jed, I gave you a wonderful intro right before we lost you there for a second. But hey, welcome to the Chuck and Julie show once again. We appreciate your time. Oh, thank you so much. Good to be back as always. Yeah. So now you had a a quick little uh, uh, column about, you know, Hunter Biden trying to prosecute him, which, of course, now, you know, he's getting nothing, even though other people get jail time for it. I'm an impeach Joe Biden, which those things don't seem to be going anywhere. But what's your take? on the Hunter Biden plea deal and, and Joe Biden's continuing to be proud of his son, Hunter, who of course didn't do anything wrong ever. Yeah. Great. Um, I'm hearing a little bit of an echo. Are you hearing it on your end? No, we're good here. Okay, great. So um, listen, thanks for having me uh, on the show again. I think the bottom line is I'm, I'm a rationalist, not a radical, but every time we just simply mirror what's actually happening on the American legal landscape, like we get, you know, targeted or gaslit, 
or distracted or obfuscated. And I think America knows this, and I think we're all really tired of this. I mean, there were, ma- there were three major charges on the Marco Polo analysis of the Hunter Biden laptop where the FBI even apologized for oppression, and that is there's three things that stand out immediately. There's sex and human trafficking, because if you go into all the photos that dropped last week, I mean, there was prostitution across state lines. So where is the, where is the chorus of hashtag me too? of the liberal feminist left, where's the chorus of the people that care about trans rights and the sensitivity of, 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 of the male-female dynamic that we're unclear on? Where, where are they right now? Where are the people that rose up at, for feminist rights uh, around the outrage of uh, abortion rights changing in our country? The sex and human trafficking, there's 500,000 young girls and boys a year in America, in our modern society, falling into slavery. It was just covered on American Thinker. And if you take the time and you go into the recent photo drop, he's absolutely guilty. And most of these women are like the age, Hunter's age of his, of his daughter, as well as being with his brother's, uh, you know, wife after wife. he passed away. Right? Right. So that's the first violation. That's a moral violation from the time of Clinton to the time of Nixon all the way through. We're in a moral relativistic society where this isn't the biggest claim we've got out there. And secondly, they're signing off on it. And then, you know, of course, we have the lying on federal forms, the purchase of firearms because he had a drug and alcohol problem. Listen, I'm in the program 30 years. I got sober in 87 in Colorado at, at Harmony House <laughs> oh. in the state. They're going straight, straight from, straight from, uh, straight from uh, Colorado State University. You know, and I know without a long well, time. Graduated from one to graduated from the other. Congratulations. <laughs> I graduated to one in the back and then finished. But the point is, is we'll see this type of activity, but it doesn't make it okay. And right. then we have the illicit use of the crack cocaine and the meth and the purchasing, right? And that's just all on the, on the typical level, the top level. But then if you go in, they're, they're really, they're saying the wrong thing because it is not, uh, an, it's not really abuse of power. It's unregistered lobbying uh, that is actually happening and actually right. being proven. And so what we're doing is we're focusing once again on, you know, Trump trial 57 or whatever his attack is on Trump. And we've got this, you know, this rabbit hole that leads directly to the Biden family. We have a really a huge moral relativistic degradation that's happening in front of our eyes. But it happened during COVID. It happened during George Floyd. Is this the new status quo? I mean, take time and go into the Hunter Biden laptop. This family needs to be fully prosecuted. And by the way, that's not over, is it? It just began right now. So they're, they're hitting him light at the beginning and we'll see what happens next. Well, hopefully, and you know, Judd, I'm going to go back because you bring up, and actually, I confess, I hadn't even thought of it that much. But you're right, when you go to the sex trafficking, I mean, I was, you know, as a former TV reporter and did a lot of stories on this kind of thing. And, you know, the, you're right, the women, and a lot of them were from Russia and Ukraine. I mean, those are organized crime rings. These aren't, you know, this isn't Julia Roberts and Pretty Woman, right? These are yes, women <laughs> who are, well, no, I mean, these are women who, they, they really are slaves, right? They're, they're brought over. You have over. no idea who, you know, I mean, well, well, but I mean, in general, that kind of prostitution, that's how that kind of prostitution works, right? Not, I mean, there is, there's very little fun prostitution, I would say. And, and a lot of these women, and like you said, you know, who knows how old they are, but they can't just decide, okay, I've made enough money and I'm going to leave now. And you're right. No one asks that. No one, no one holds Hunter accountable for that. And the drugs, I mean, you're, I've covered, I've been in drug houses and on drugs.
drug rates and things like that. And you see the little children who live in these homes, you know, where the parents are drug addicted and again, the crime that is associated with it. And, you know, I've always told people, it's like, you know, they'd like to say, oh, make drugs legal. And I know Chuck, you and I disagree a little bit about it. It's a victimless crime. It's not a victimless crime. There is this ugly, horrible underworld there. And you're right, because Hunter Biden's part of the elite. He can kind of dip in and out of it and it's all okay. He's just a wacky, lovable guy. I've got to admit that those photographs of Joe Biden, I mean, Hunter Biden are amazing. I mean, if you, if you had kind of, if you typed in, you know, pig male or something, you know, I mean, I mean, he's just so grotesque. He is so grotesque, but the whole, uh, the, the Delaware, the, uh, the uh, U S attorney spent five and a half years in order to get him for not filing a tax return. And, and, and one of the excuse columns said, well, he paid some back taxes. You go, Oh, wow. And then he get, then they get him on a, on a gun one, which is really probably a second amendment violation by itself because it's just a registered form saying, you know, you're buying a gun, but you don't do anything, do you? You don't drink too much. You know, and it's just a joke. There are two joke charges over five and a half years and no investigation into the bigger ones, which is really the bribes, all the bribes they took, but they're keeping it ongoing, just showing you how cynical they are um, by saying, yeah, well, you're not going to get anything on this because it's an ongoing investigation. I mean, it, the Justice Department is not too good on the PR side these uh, these days. Yeah, I mean, I, I just want to jump back, Chuck. You know, I think that the interconnection between uh, drugs that Julie just tapped upon, it's, it's undeniable. I mean, yeah. fentanyl is being used to create an uh, entire group of sex trafficked people in the United States of America. It's very serious. I mean, right now, they just came out with the dark side of marijuana on, uh, uh, what's that? What's, I forget the station. But anyway, it was 95% THC versus 5%. So kids are jumping, and I'm not going off track here. Kids are jumping from marijuana to Xanax to ketamine to fentanyl pretty easily now because they're so high and it's been so rationalized. But back to the issue behind that, the U.S. said there's an estimated 500,000 $500, children trafficked daily. That's without border crossing. A victim is abused from five to 15 times daily, and only 1% of these are reported. In 2023, the State Department estimated 6 million children were being trafficked in forced labor, sexual uh, exploitation. There were a million sexual predators online at any time. So if you look at Hunter's activity that he's proud of his son, I mean, he's taking pictures, he's exploiting, he's being deplorable with women, and the president is proud of him. I mean, listen, this is the highest office. It should be held to the highest standard. So once in a while, we've seen his depravity. We've seen his issues. He's become one of the advisors to the president. Right. So there, there's nothing, you can't say anything to obfuscate that this is not the standard of the highest office. And then behind that, there was $11 million of unregistered lobbying. $11 million. And Joe Biden was definitely the smoking gun has pointed to. Bob Alinsky has pointed to. The Ukrainian whistleblower has been killed. I mean, there's a yeah. lot of issues with this right now. You, the Ukraine still becomes this massive paycheck to us in America. So, look, we've had such a – when I wrote my book, 13 and a Half Reasons Why not to, uh, not to Be a Liberal and How to Enlighten Others, I wrote it because moral relativism versus moral absolutism. The moral absolutism of this, good or bad, is on the table. So he's getting slapped on the wrist. But that, meanwhile, are the elites, you, you know, uh, the, I forgot who said this, but he said that 
If you want to know if America's in a crisis, tell us how many people at the top are getting arrested publicly. We don't see people to the left to the right. Now, my understanding with the laptop on a deeper dive from listening to Marco Polo is that the problem with this being uh, uh, legislated fully is there's a lot of people on the right that are also intricated into yeah. the situation. Right. So we've got the we're, we're it's not just the left. It's all the elite. So this is why I'm still a Trump fan. I want yeah. a deconstructionist who hasn't been in the system to the left, to the right, who's rich enough, who doesn't have to get bribed or have to sell off our uranium to Russia like the Clintons or sell off or cancel oligarchs in the Ukraine for a $5 million bribe like the, like the Bidens were doing. So, you know, we're not stupid, right? And I think right. that's what this is about. We're not stupid. And, and this is an opportunity. Biden should let Hunter serve a little bit of time. Yeah. Well, just let him serve a lot of time, I think. You know, and 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 in the meantime, let let the let his the 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 woman who had his baby use his last name, right? I mean, but you know, back to the, well, the, the you whole- know, going to one statement, you said you know, highest office, highest standards, uh, uh, being so sort of an amateur uh, historian about presidents. I'm afraid uh, that's not very. <laughs> that's never. That's never been true. Um, but it's Chuck, often, if it's not true, does it still mean? Does it mean that we tolerate it? That's the problem. No, but, right? but, but what president do you hold, do you deem to have fulfilled the highest standards? Well, but some Chuck have less high standards than others, and I think well, Biden's there's that. Right <laughs> I'll, I'll give there's that. But Lyndon Johnson, uh, Kennedy. I mean, you just go down the line. What uh, do you say though? The Biden seem to. I'd say Trump. I would say Trump. Uh-huh. He has yeah. 385. Listen, I haven't seen anything stick on him yet. No, that's true. The only thing they said during the Ukrainian, uh, the phone calls, is in a free and fair election competitive system, which is what elections are. They represent the free markets, free elections, free markets. He was looking for information to stop Biden from slamming into America and decimating it, which he did. So, you know, they tried to make that an issue. But that's it. What what did he do January 6th? He told everybody to be peaceful. Right. Right. I mean, the guy's irreverent and rough around the edges, and he's a threat to democracy. I think he is democracy. <laughs> yeah. No, I would agree with you there. What about with the Biden thing? Because I think one thing, too, on this whole, they, they say, well, you know, it's just a it's a tax issue. Like they make it seem like, OK, he just got busy and overwhelmed and didn't file his taxes. And, and that. But I mean, I think the reason he wasn't doing that is because they're funneling money. It was a money laundering system that makes it more complicated when you file your taxes. And you got to explain that to accounts like, well, the big guy, I mean. I, I, and I, I know Comer is saying we're going to keep looking into it, and I think they're going to release some more records tomorrow. But in the meantime, though, nothing's happening, right? Nobody's nobody's doing anything about it. They can subpoena people, and they'll refuse to testify. I mean, are you are you hopeful? That two point question. Are you hopeful at all that we may kind of see what actually was going on, and I think probably is still going on? And then, secondly, are you hopeful that anybody will pay for it? Well, I think the bottom line we have to keep we have to keep mirroring is that the 634 page report that was repressed before has 2020 footnotes, six alleged crimes by the president, including tax evasion and violations of the Foreign Agents Registration Act, FARA, right? And 459 alleged crimes by Hunter. Okay, including illegal foreign lobbying and money laundering, right? which they even talk about how there's layered layered financial transactions. So if we have a good Congress controlled by the Republican Party in the House of Representatives, the cases should be flying, the impeachment should be flying. And that's not vengeance. And this is what's interesting. 
you know, I saw I, uh, Walsh, I think, came out today, Walsh Freedom on Twitter. And he's like, oh, you know, this is the, this is Republican vengeance. I'm like, it doesn't matter what Trump did. It really doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what the next president's going to do. What matters is, is in this moment, have these violations happened in a trusted office? And I yeah. think that the Congress, with its 20 freedom fighters, the, the Freedom Coalition, I think we're going to continue to see the static, you know, whether or not we have a compromise election system is a whole other thing. And I think we do. And yeah. it doesn't make me uh, a freak. It makes me think <laughs> that they weaponize mail-in ballots with hyper-organization. And they've moved America away from the one-vote, one-person intellectual college to more about two waging wars of these, you know, these seas of manipulation to get to the electoral college. And that's right. changed. So right. we'll see if, you know, we'll see if we make it through that storm in the fall. But technically, this should cancel this presidency. Well, yeah, theoretically. And, you know, and I'll, I'll say something. It's like, I don't mind if it's vengeance. I wish the Republicans would be a little bit more vengeful, right? We've seen what they do to us. I don't think there's anything wrong with a little bit of righteous vengeance. I mean, I wish more red states would start going at, would use lawfare back at the at the Democrats. You know, like Chuck has said before, he's a lawyer. You'd think some, you know, red state district attorney, that's, let's try to find some way to prosecute Biden for some of this. I mean, the Democrats just kind of make it up as they go along. Um, I, I wish the Republicans would be a little bit more vengeful, to tell you the truth. You know, I think there's a, another element there, too. You know, uh, the incorrect Tukeville quote, right? America is great because she is good. And if America ever ceases to be good, America will cease to be great, right? But I, nothing around the Bidens illuminates them as good. And regardless of party politics right now, I think we have to clean this out because the world is watching. We've already decimated ourselves on the international military stage for strength right now, even though we're still strong, right? We've still got a massive military, but our, 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 our position globally is compromised because we've got this globalist homogenized, just we're court, we're, we're in military industrial complex, right? The Democrats are like, are the war party <laughs> and it's yeah. about money. It's, it's worse than it's ever been with this Ukraine situation. But the world is watching right now. Like we really have a mumbling idiot in our yes. presidency who should have been pulled out because of the 25th Amendment. When you go to Australian television, people are laughing, man. Yeah. You go to the British, you go to anywhere else in the United States, we've lost credence and credibility. So the Congress shouldn't be doing it for a war just because look, we, we actually have a moral position since 1941. We still set the tone of the world. So yeah. I think there's an obligation to democracy globally. And I think that's as important as domestically. Like we need to like yeah. restore faith. And even if they lose, if they pursue that, what is right, that's a better position for the world to see than us doing nothing. Yep, I absolutely agree with that. You're right. Because it's so easy to get demoralized and just be, you know, it's like, again, there's another this, another that. But you're right. You, if you, you, you still have to keep doing the right thing because that's, that's, that's what's the right thing to We're do. We're not is. doing a lot of right things. We're not doing the right thing in Ukraine by exacerbating that war, not the right thing in Syria, not where we're doing the right thing is, is, uh, not too many places. Well, I think they're pursuing it. Hey, well, Judd, before we let you go, let me ask you where, I, I mean, your book, you know, 13 and a half reasons not yeah. to be a liberal. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you could That's be writing great. sequels for the rest of your life, I think. Yeah, on that. Another, here's another 13 and a half. <laughs> but where yeah, can people exactly. get that and where can people find you? Yeah, you know, it's great. I got a call from Chris Ruddy. They, they own Humanic. And, oh, uh, yeah. Hey, we're sure. best, your bestseller. 
recently. It was a lot cool call to get. And they said, we're going to keep yeah. selling your book for a long time ahead, which is a really nice call. And then they said, we're not publishing your next book. <laughs> so uh, I've got a new book, 13 Avery's The Love America. I don't know where that one's going to go. And then I've got another one, Trump uh, versus DeSantis, The Fight for Our Life for America, Why Trump is the Right Man for 2024, and DeSantis Forward to Make America First Again. So we've got two books in the hopper. But, you know, just check me out at Twitter, uh, juddunning.com. That's three Ds, two Ns, juddunning.com. And you can see me online at juddunning.com. And I'm always on Newsmax dropping my articles. Uh, they're Bullet Point Nation. Just look up Judd Dunning Newsmax. That's really my favorite thing is I get to come here and oh. talk and, and radio, which is still free and true. So thank you for letting <laughs> me come on again. Hey, That's we great. appreciate Thanks it. You so were great as always. On. All right. Thank you. Have a great rest of your day. Talk to you soon, y'all. Take care. All right, there you go. Yeah, Judd Dunning, 13F. Yeah, you know, I think um, I hadn't even, like I said, hadn't thought about sort of the the, the deeper, because you know, again, they get, we get used to it. It's like, oh, Hunter Biden, more bad pictures with Hunter Biden with more prostitutes. And you you get, it, you have, I think it's important to remember, it's like, wait, no, this is bad. This is bad. Oh, at, yeah, this, is bad. this is bad at multiple levels, right? It's And you just kind of get used to it. And, and, you know, Ashley Biden's diary, where she worries about taking showers with her dad, it's like, wait, that's bad, right? <laughs> There's all the, the hints of, it, you know, where ch- children are not allowed to be around Hunter Biden. That's bad at a very basic level and i think one well, of the things they, they, you certainly don't want them around uh, joe biden no well yeah exactly and well or, or even be a, a famous movie actress and don't you know just put your shake hands with him from a distance there but i think you know it's all part though i think of the democrats it all plays into this overt sexualization and destroying some of the foundations of family foundation destroying some of the things that we know are true and telling us they're not true um and it you know as, as i said you got to fight and fight it's hard to fight cheerfully sometimes but but i think you, you can't have just to do, have to do it cheerfully you have to do it cheerfully um on friday this kind of well so on friday i apologize guys for teasing chuck's great resolution and the colorado republican party and chair dave williams having a spine but we'll tell you the whole thing on whole the thing, you know I'll get 30 seconds before one of the guests gets on and then and we cut off. <laughs> no, no, we'll have Mark Poff is coming on to talk about again more federalization of law enforcement agencies. But Chuck, you'll have time. And and we'll talk, we'll see what happens with that submersible that they're looking for. Um to me, it seems like I don't know if you guys have heard the owner of it was like he he was hiring a bunch of 26-year-old people to inspire people, and he didn't want any quote 50-year-old white guys. Who knew what they were doing? Um, it seems to me that if you have a submersible, you should have hired a couple fifty-year-old white guys. And maybe yeah, because they they're having to call all the fifty-year-old. They aren't calling, you know, influencers on TikTok to ask them how to rescue these people. They're calling a bunch of fifty-year-old, 50-year-old white, white guys, guys who've been doing it for a living. So here's to all the fifty-year-old plus white guys out there who actually help get things done in this country. So, <laughs> hey, that will do it for us on this Wednesday party. Friday is the next time we'll be here. Um, thank you to Judd and to Robert Spencer. Spencer, to the great guys at BBS Radio, everybody on Zoom. Uh, we'll see you Friday. Yeah, we will. And and uh, you know the the uh, Republican uh, resolution, which you can read about in um, Real Clear Politics. Uh, Marianne Goodland did the story. Colorado politics. Colorado politics. I'm sorry, Colorado politics. Um, and you'll get the inside scoop on Friday. All right. Bye, All right, everybody. everybody. Take care. Have a good day. <laughs>